Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag AskWelcomeToHorror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening. Right, uh, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. And I'm Chris. Uh, and we're all still here. Uh, we made it through Halloween. Halloween was yesterday. We're now 1st of November. Yes. Recording this. So what were the best costumes you saw? For Halloween? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't see any in person. I saw some great shit on on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, one of them I saw was a small child. The headless child? The headless child. Yeah. It was a small no, child. I missed out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would try and find it. We could be here for some time. Basically, it was a small child, and they'd built a costume that made it look like it was an adult without the head, mm, and clever. the kid's head was on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> she was walking around holding her own head. It was fantastic. That is good. Um, I didn't see any in the flesh. Uh, oh, the, the other best one that I saw, obviously goes without saying, um, was uh, Adam's Eddie uh, with drawn on eyebrows, which was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he, he he's happy. That's a good start. He was well. He was he was in his little uh, he was in his little Dracula cape, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he was just sort of uh, there was just something missing. So uh, Claire said, "Can I just say also, I'm putting this on record." Yeah. Claire said, "Can we draw some eyebrows on him?" No, that's wrong, isn't it? And I went, "No, do it. We we should draw some angry eyebrows on him." And she went. Right, okay, we do it. And the, the eyebrow pencil's Straight in her out. hand. And it's like, right, okay, so your, your swing from that's probably not right to, yeah, let's do that, was very, very marginal, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up uh, putting, uh, putting... And he attacked me. Yeah, he did. He did. He looked well, he's, he's getting into the swing, isn't he? He looked very happy in that Ghostbuster outfit. I've got oh, to say. He's yeah. He's a smile on him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is I've now heard him laugh. <laughs> which is the first... No, seriously. The first time he laughed was in a Ghostbuster outfit. No, no, no. The first, no, that was Claire making him laugh. <laughs> but she was doing it the other day. She manages. She's she just managed to actually get him to laugh. And it is a delight. <laughs> and for, for me, as a person who often found, I'm like most is like, you know, the laughter of children's like a dentist drill. <laughs> but yeah, it actually turns out when it's your own kid. It yes, all changes. Age. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I'm getting soft in my old age. Yeah. I'm going to have to go home and burn a church down or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, what was the best costume you saw, Adam? Uh, best costume I saw, it was that kid. It was the kid mm. in the bloody, like with the head platter and also the neck, uh, where the severed neck was, that's where you put the candy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it was just I mean, like, that does sound like a winner because yeah, I've he, never seen that before. So yeah. well done, whoever. She's did only that. a little, little dot as well, isn't she? Yeah. She's like about five or six, maybe. You know, she's which like, is why she could get away with it because because with the build up of the rest of the costume, yeah. she was still only about four and a half mm. foot high. Yeah. So it was still less than a real person size, but reasonable. It's also dedication because your arms are trapped. So yes, you know. You know yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. We didn't get. Oh, we did. We had trick or treaters near us. Um, but they just only sort of congregated down the end of the street. But I can understand it because it was like it was like three Litlands, maybe about three or four, hmm. in what can only be described as a pumpkin carriage. <laughs> it was like a train car, but they were all plastic pumpkins, and the Litlands were sat in it. That sounds like, amazing. Walk, looking around like that with one older kid and a couple of parents walking along. Like a little and dressed as a witch, and yeah, three pumpkin children sort of just staring around a bit, sort of like, what's happening? But <laughs> in, in a really good way, yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, well, we had a whole range of uh, all sorts of costumes. Of course, we're children yeah. of that age. Yeah, I think we had about um, perhaps seven people knock. So for the first year, Toby was very excited by it. He was like, wow, great costume, you know. And then he was like, oh, I really, really want to dress up now. And of course, before that just not interested whatsoever mm-hmm. so we were trying to look up costumes that he might uh, wear and I think I upset Shelley a bit because some of them were pretty gruesome yeah. she was like you can't be showing him this stuff like, <laughs> no, it says it's for kids it's, it's, it's got kid, like some big head falling it? off like big mouth <laughs> opening up they're called morph, uh, morph suits I think and they're pretty impressive but um but yeah the one that he thinks he might wear is from Minecraft oh yes I did see you post yeah. it yeah so maybe next year if he's still into Minecraft and he's remembered that he wants to so never know um, just very quickly because I know we've got a lot to get through this evening things we've been watching as it is the season Adam um, well I watched um, uh, I watched Mandy at the cinema mm. Christ almighty that is how you watch that film oh really yeah I mean I would say I still hold by it you know if you're a bit a bit a few sheets to the wind depending on what sheets you mean <laughs> you know but yeah, that definitely helps, but in the cinema it is something else because it is like it's been it's designed for a cinema. Yeah, yeah. It really is and it's just so yeah, so that was mind blowing. Um I've uh and oh I saw Happy New Year Colin Bursted, which is not horror but it's Ben Wheatley and it is about a family gathering at New Year's uh, on New Year's, so it is kind of horror. Because it's just the thing of you're trapped with your fucking awful family mm. and just yeah various fallouts from that and everything that was good I finished Killing Eve cool um, did, did it enjoy continue that? as good as it was when you first started yeah I, I, I enjoyed it I think it had I think it's got a nice through line I'm just worried now for a, a second series because just I don't know that a lot of stuff can sustain okay and also when you you know when it's like right we want to do we, I always, I'm always wary when it's we commissioned the second series before the first series came out. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, well, this is going to be, like, this is going to be huge. Mm. This is going to be amazing. It's not quite the same as this is huge. This is amazing. Yes. And so, yeah, when something gets that sort of level uh, going through. And now I that I can f- handle the shock of people saying Killing Eve because my daughter's called Eve. Oh, of course. <laughs> Remind me what's it about? Um, it's um, a, it's basically a uh, Eve is a woman who works for MI five and then lately MI six. Okay. And she's involved with a uh, a 
assassin who's bumping off various people and she's investigating that but the assassin turns out to be this woman who is just a full-blown proper entertaining psychopath because she is just she's just morally empty but Mm. having a good time with it which is what you want from your psychopaths you know you don't want someone moping around and everything she's just it's just like swatting flies for her mm. uh, but it, it does, she reminds me very much of uh, I, said, I think I said it on the last one but she, on the last episode that she really reminds me of Alice in Luther so yes, she was yeah. my favourite character in Luther yeah. because she was absolutely brilliant yeah and I think that there's there's a very similar thing with this where it's, it could go any sort of way like her handlers are worried of, uh, are scared of her <laughs> and her employers are scared of her because it's like yeah, she she probably would just do it to see the look change in your face, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that that I that I've really really enjoyed. Um, oh, and I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I haven't watched for years. The uh, the seventies one, the oh, one yeah, with Donald Sutherland. Yeah. And yeah, I just forget that's just such a bloody good film. It is a very good film. Yeah. I only saw that for the first time a couple of years ago. But, uh... I sadly did not get any Halloween viewing <laughs> in on because I thought myself, well, Claire will probably go to bed and then I'll watch something. And then, frankly, I was in bed before Claire <laughs> and snoring away because, frankly, I could not keep my bloody eyes open. Oh. So, yeah. So after... Well, it's, you, when your child turns out to be a vampire... There's a lot of work goes into it. So, you know, <laughs> by the time it came round to Daddy's monstrousness, he was just too shagged out. <laughs> Chris, did you watch anything? I I've watched. Uh, I started watching American Gods. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Neil Gaiman yeah, yeah. book. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, it's uh, I suppose it's supernatural, but mm. like they're different gods. Yeah, and it's old versus new, isn't it? Yeah, okay. So that's that's I've started to gather that, and it's one of the old gods has got what's his name, Shadow. Uh, possibly, I've not because I've, I've only seen the first episode, but I know okay. the hmm. sort of I know the book. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that seems like it could be good. But I think it's basically you've got old, you've got the old classic gods there, but then there's new gods, one of whom is the internet. Yeah. And things like that. So it's like stuff that it's about, like kind of the old gods being usurped by yeah. what people worship now, celebrity mm. or the internet or something yeah. like that, versus you know the classics of lust, power, mm. you know, uh, Odin, those sort of things. Yeah. Mm. So now Jennifer read the book and really enjoyed it, and the series came out and everyone went mental about it. And then after three weeks, I never heard anyone mention it again. So I was like, well, that clearly went oh, shit really fast. <laughs> uh, so I've not looked up anything, but I did. I watched the first episode ages ago and then started watching the second one yeah, a couple of days ago. So yeah, like Lucy from I Love Lucy is one of the gods, I think. Yes, Lucy, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a bit odd. But, um, and I managed to watch the inside number nine. Yes, of course. Oh my shit, that was Phenomenal. Yeah, after you yes. all were very excited about it. Oh, he, oh uh, just, watching it live, it mm. just mm. It, it worked. It it worked absolutely perfectly, and it was it, it was just pure genius. It's the, I, I said it on the on Instagram. I think it's one of the most genius pieces of TV I've seen yeah. in the last ten years. Yeah. It was so. Good. Oh, especially bringing back clips from their old episodes as well. Like it was, it was just such a good blend of different 
bits. But they took and I really like they it. took it to the point of I'm gonna switch over in a second because clearly this is a fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I it did. was it was weirdly it was only Claire basically going. It's Reese and Steve. They're fucking with us. Yeah, wait Halloween. until Jennifer did exactly the same thing. I was like, oh for Christ's sake! I said, yeah. well, we'll give it another three minutes, and it, and she went. She said, don't be so stupid. You know perfectly well this is what they're planning on doing. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, oh, amazing, absolutely See, amazing. Friend of the show, Tony didn't enjoy it, but he came in like five minutes later and rewound. Mm. Uh, and it was like, no, the whole point was, and that was the clever thing is by making it live. Most people were watching at the right time. Yeah. Even if even if none of that was live, by putting out that it was live, yeah. they would guarantee getting everyone to watch at the right point. Because that's the thing, is nowadays it would just be like, I'll catch up next week, or I'll wait till it's on Netflix. Exactly. Or, you, do you know what I mean? But this was, enough people were just actually sitting there and watching it right there and then, and that, getting drawn in. That's the only thing that I've watched live on TV in... Well, probably this year because, mm. I, 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 as I've said before, we don't have a Skybox or mm. Freeview or anything like that. So I watch everything on catch up, or, yeah. which means you never really need to worry. Yeah, so it was only, as you say, it was the draw of the fact that it said it was live was the only yeah. thing that made me tune in at 10 o'clock on a, a Sunday night, was it? Was yeah, it was Sunday, mm. and Claire, yeah. Claire was going to go to bed, and I said, and to my possibly to my own moral decrepitude I don't know but my exact my exact words to her as she reminded me were you've got to watch it live because if someone drops dead they'll never show it again <laughs> and I was kind of right yeah. yes but yeah absolutely genius mm. and we we even looked up Reese was live tweeting yeah when, oh, really? when he tweeted are we on BBC2 that was actually he actually did that. he did do that then and there and it was coming up and that was and as they were flicking through the channels, that's what was on all, all the other sides. He was just genuinely flicking that through the TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was mm. so clever. Um, so I have watched a, a multitude of things. Um, I won't bore you with all of them. Uh, the highlights have been so last night I watched, um, which was Halloween night. Um, the Oblong Babysitter did a live stream through YouTube of them watching Ghostwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, we covered it on our episode. Um, it's kind of a ritual thing with a lot of people. They put it on at 9.30 when the show started, and mm. they all watch it together, and they all kind of live tweet. Excellent. So they watched the show and had the live tweet open and had a Facebook comment thing open as well. Um, so I watched that, and uh, yeah. it was Again, I, I came in, as I mentioned to you off air, I came in about 20 minutes late because um, it was my wedding anniversary. So <laughs> I, could, I could only sneak away so early. Um, so, uh, yeah, we sort of had dinner and Jennifer said, oh, you know, should we watch something? I'm a bit tired. I said, no, no, it's all right. You've got work tomorrow. Why don't you go off to bed? And I went and went and watched that. Um, yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was uh, yeah, it's really nice a way to interact with people. Um, yeah. Because when you do a podcast, obviously you you put it out there and you sort of have questions that you wonder how, what other people think. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, and we always say at the end of the episodes, oh, you know, message us, tell us what you think about that. Yeah. Um, but that's a way of people doing it live there for it's uh, yeah. it's more interactive. So it's something we may consider doing ourselves in the future. Um, maybe not a kind of commentary along to something we're watching, but just as a kind of, we'll set out a date, we'll do a, an episode, but live... 
and we'll have people interact with us. Yeah. Um, mm. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how the, the idea plays out. Um, the other thing I watched, which I mentioned previously, so I finally watched the new Scotchworthy movie, um, Skeletons in the Closet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a anthology film uh, set on Halloween night. It's uh, Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. So I don't want to go into it too oh, much. I am glad, like actually, because I, know, cause I know how much you love them. Yeah. So it's always like... Yeah, I, I, I always fingers crossed for you because I always, you know, you don't yeah. want something to be disappointing. You know? No, like, no, exactly. When you've got that much love, it's like a band you're like bringing out a shit album and you're like, oh. Yeah, precisely. And it just turns you really quickly. But yeah, no, it was brilliant. I loved the shooting. I loved the, the colours and it was very, a very 80s feel. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. Oh, sorry. One other thing I do want to drop in very quickly. Sabrina. <laughs> three episodes into Sabrina it's fantastic mm. it's really really good my only reservation is I don't they've put this weird shooting style on it where every time they're outside they put everything in the background as blurred oh right okay. so it's like a depth of field like yeah. you'd have with a with a photo <clears throat> but I find it really really off putting so a lot of it is shot the outside stuff is shot during the day in the woods mm-hmm yeah, and all the trees and stuff in the background are all just slightly out of focus. Yeah, well, what's the purpose of that? Um, I, I have no idea. I, 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 I imagine it's is to it give you... Is it 3D? No. You're not doing like that, are No, they? it's not quite like that. I just think to try and create atmosphere. I think it's to create an atmosphere and make it feel dreamscapey yeah, okay. and to keep your eyes focused on the centre of mm, the screen. Okay. Um, but it's Off just... But you've really learned off- how to do that by... Just being sighted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> looking birth. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's my only a reservation about it um, so far. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's really good aesthetically. It's amazing. Story's brilliant. Majority of the acting is really solid. I know Michelle Gomez is in it, and frankly, she's just watchable in anything. Who's Michelle Gomez? Sue White from Greenwing. Oh, God, yes, she's phenomenal in it. I thought she, yeah, well, yeah. I, I did not expect otherwise. No. <laughs> I, it's, it, I said to Jennifer, actually, it's the first time I've seen her in anything since Greenwing. It's the only mm. thing I've ever seen her in. And this is such a massive... Well, it's not quite a massively different character because she plays a fucking lunatic. So <laughs> yeah, in it. this is... But I'm beginning to type. suspect that when but, you need a nutter, you hire <laughs> Michelle Gomez. Because she is... She, she, was in, uh, she was in Doctor Who. She was the master. Mm. Like they regenerated him female, and she was probably the best version of the master ever because she <laughs> ju- she just got the right level of nutter mm. with dangerous. It, yeah, that's exactly the same character she's got in this. Mm. Yeah, if you can do it well, keep doing it. Exactly. If someone would pay me to be uh, an evil nutcase, I'd be well chuffed. <laughs> um, right, should we jump into the uh, the questions to the meat? The because hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror questions. Yes. So this is our second full-blown Ask Welcome to Horror episode. So welcome to Bride of Ask Welcome to Horror. Adam, would you like to read the first question and from whom it was sent? Uh, well, this the first one is kind of like a double whammy. We kind of ended up with 
the same question from two people. Mm. Whoa, spooky. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, and on different mediums as well. So neither of them had seen the other one's questions because one of them was on Instagram. Yeah. And the other uh, one of them was on Instagram. The other one I got first, but I got as a private message. So yeah. So, but yeah, curious. strangely enough. So this is from both Sarah, friend of the show, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. And our brother in Kurt. Pinball Bobby of Not For Everyone Not For Everyone podcast. <laughs> Assuming you had access, to, what voice do you want it in? You want it in? Uh, just, uh, just uh, however you're comfortable. With. Okay. Assuming you had access to a television, what are your three desert island movies? Horror or not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you went for Camp 60s TV presenter? Yes, I think, yes. <laughs> Unusual, though. Um, uh, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to do our three each, or are we going to do... Th- I think, yeah, do three each. Yeah. So, you you first, because, so, oh, like okay. I said, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you guys maybe to help me a bit, because it's like, I've got decisions to make. To still. make along the way. Yeah. Uh, mine are fairly quick... Um, and concise for reasons I've said before. These are these are films that I can watch over and over and over again and never get bored. And they're my default. I've got nothing to watch. Yeah. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. These will always hit home. Uh, so, uh, in third place, I've got Clue. Nice. Mm. Uh, in second place, I've got Night of the Demons, the eighties classic. Oh yeah. You need to give a little bit of detail on that one. So, Night of the Demons is it's um, it's a well-trodden story, and it is one of my favourite stories. And to go back to um, Scotchworthy, their very first feature-length film um, was the, was the same story, effectively. So it's the trope of it's Halloween night. We're throwing a Halloween party. We're going to do it in the local haunted house because it's abandoned, mm. and they end up upsetting something of a, of a higher power. Uh-huh. Um, it's amazing. It's got Stooge in it, who is one of my all-time favourite characters in any movie ever. Um, yeah, and it's just a great... Eight, 86, I think, so it's... Um, it's got a fantastic opening title sequence. Um, it's all like cartoon... Halloween cartoon drawings, and it's black cats and fireplaces and pumpkins and shit. Um, yeah, and it's just really... a really great film. They remade it... Back in 2009, maybe. Was the remake better or worse? It was far worse, but it did have Tiffany Shepherds in it, who generally (laughs) is pretty solid, so I'll watch anything that she's in. She always does independent horror, but generally she does... She picks out the the best stuff. Okay. Um, Yeah, but I think this was a bigger budget, so she'd perhaps taken it because it was a step more into the limelight, but it it Mm. wasn't a great film. Yeah, my number one's Big Trouble. Obviously. Nice. Chris? <laughs> you, you took mine, but I put that in second place. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So I'm going to go completely out of order. As far out of order as you can go with three <laughs> items. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's my second one because my reason is that it's got a bit of everything in that, really. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, whatever you feel like in the mood for, you've got something there. Um, and first one, I still I had to choose Star Wars, really, because it just feels wrong not to choose that for me still That's fair. but it it's difficult because is it Star Wars or Return of the Jedi because each of those has got my two favourite scenes in any movies the first from Star Wars where he looks at the suns and I suppose that's because it's like you know I always like the idea of getting a spaceship and 
flying off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly where I'd go. I'd just sit around in space for a long time. But, you know. <laughs> it's, it's also quite good on your desert island because then you can go and recreate. It's a bit, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, and the other one is Luke under the stairs in Return of Jedi when Darth Vader manages to just push him far enough that he turns to the dark side. Now that is yeah. good. And yeah. the bit, the music that goes with it, it's like, mm. that's very powerful. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I've put Requiem for a Dream because I have problems still. <laughs> You're still a one day, bastard. one day that won't be in the top ones. <laughs> but for the moment, it still is because I like to test myself. By the time they've found you on that desert island, yeah. they might want to leave you there. Quite possibly. You've filed your teeth to point. I was going to say running around trying to find something sharp enough to slash his wrist would yeah. probably where you'd end up with. Right. Well, so, what help do you need? Well, I think I'm going to have to say that you gentlemen are right. And Big Trouble in Little China is coming with me. Yeah, because it is it is a dose of everything. Because I was thinking I need a comedy. I was thinking I needed sci-fi. I was thinking, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think yeah, that covers enough of everything that it's I can watch it just as a plain adventure. I can watch it because it's got mystical bits in it. It's got tons of comedy. Mm. You know, it's got Kurt Russell. It's yeah. And it's John Carpenter and yeah. a fucking incredible score. So, um, yeah, uh, I didn't have it written God, down, but score. you guys were right. Well, I do wonder if we should watch another Kurt Russell film. I mean, maybe we should do it as a not, yeah, not a welcome time. Oh, God, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, the thing. All right, yeah. fair enough. Because yeah. no yeah. the thing was possibly on the list, but I think yeah, this, okay. this ticks en- enough yeah. of my boxes, yes. I think. Then beast. I was thinking I need... I'll probably take an anthology film because I think mm. that would be... And weirdly enough, I'm going with The Uncanny. Because, oh, nice. Because I don't think... I think it's a film I can watch again and again. It's got enough people in it that I love. It's got Donald Pleasance in it, Peter Cushing, and loads of cats. Yes. And I think that I would be happy to watch cats. Yes. And so I think that would be... And then, weirdly enough, I think I would like to take a documentary. Okay. Um... But I'm not sure because I had there was four that I was thinking of. But not, I've sort not of, threads. Not <laughs> no, threads isn't a documentary. Is it? So. Is it a documentary? It is a documentary. That's why I can't watch it. <laughs> uh, it's a docudrama. Yeah, it's a drama dream. <laughs> which is also a camel with one hump, which could help me get off the desert island. So maybe I'll take that. Ooh. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I was trying to think because there's loads of documentaries that I really love. But I think, and it may even feed into Big Trouble in Little China a touch. Project Grizzly. Oh, God, yes. Because that is pure fucking entertainment. A one man's battle to be a total tit. You've Chris, not, you've not, Chris, seen, you've not seen it. But, sh- long story short, a man builds an armoured anti-bear suit so that he can go and observe bears. Hmm. But he has no funding for it because he's a loony. No one wants to help him because he's a loony. And he basically builds this immovable fucking metal suit. And there's people on there who are actual experts in bears who basically keep saying, it's, it's re- it. well, it's redundant because bears don't like anything unusual. Mm. You turn up in essentially a, a like diving bell version of Robocop. Like boiler suit Dan. Yeah, boiler, yeah, boilerplate Dan. And... Um, yeah, it features amazing scenes such as him checking it's bear-proof by having a log rammed into him. You know, like how the Ewoks do it? Yeah. Yeah, a log yeah. like slammed into him. Or a load of guys in a 
car park somewhere in Texas hitting him with baseball bats while he's in the suit. Yeah, uh, he's a guy called Troy Herterbees. He is just... Yeah, he's like... He's a hero, but you wouldn't want to be him. He's a hero in so much as just like, well, I'm glad you're out there, Troy. And I'm glad you found a harmless way to deal with what excess problems you have. My favourite scene from that is the one when they're interviewing him and for no apparent reason he's shaving his face with a bowie knife. Yes. <laughs> what is talking? What are you doing? This this is this is the, that is that's the that's the level of the man. He's he's a fairly slight guy, isn't he? Mm. But he's a bit sort of he's a bit of a prepper type, isn't he? He's yeah, like oh, yeah, sort yeah. Of, you know, like I could survive in the woods on three berries and a mm. and drinking my own piss sort of type. And yeah, he had an encounter with a bear, which basically ends with him threatening to stick both his knives up the bear's ass mm. and the bear backs down. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> And then he becomes obsessed with building this suit. So yeah, I think that's the documentary that I'm going to take. Good call. Because I, like I think I think I just need if if I'm on a desert island, I was thinking do I because that was the other thing. If we could take box sets, it would be a different kettle of fish. Yeah. Because that was the thing. I wasn't stories thinking, for Christmas. Well, always go. Oh Christmas. yes. Or Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. All well, the possibilities. I'd have to. I'd take the complete Doctor Who because I probably wouldn't have finished it by the time the rescue bit, <laughs> which would, which would which would work effectively. Probably Twin Peaks as well would be a box set on time. Yes. Because again, there's a lot of it now. <coughs> Sorry. Because I mean, there was already there was already quite a bit. Yeah. And then yeah, and maybe the wire because I've still not got around to finishing the wire. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the first season. I saw the first season. It was absolutely brilliant. And then I yeah, and then I had a school moment in that I discovered girls. No. <laughs> uh, basically, basically, yeah, I met Claire, and it was like, do you know what? Probably not going to finish this box set now. Maybe, maybe we'll finish it together. I, I remember it to. took a bit of concentration. Oh, it does. First couple of episodes, I put the subtitles on because yeah, it helped yeah, me the, focus the accents and, the, and yeah, because yeah, it was just bit. so all over the place. Mm. But but then I was like in, yeah. locked in, and it is so good. Um, and yeah, I just want to know how it plays out, mm. I suppose. But yeah, so that would be my box set's choice. But there we go. So Excellent. There's so, our Desert Island discs. Wonderful. So thank you very much, Sarah and Bobby, for that yeah. question. Yeah. Um, also, I apologise. I've got a bit of a cough at the moment. I'm trying to hold it in, but I do keep coughing while people are talking, so I won't always be able to edit it out. So I do apologise for my horrible, horrible, phlegmy nastiness. Oh, <coughs> you dirty boy. So, next, next question. The next question comes from Sarah. Hey, hello again, Sarah. Hello yeah. again, Sarah. Monsters versus Adam's family. Ooh. Who wins and who's your favourite in each? That is a good question. That's a very good question. I do like both of those shows. Mm. It's a debate one as well. Yeah. I think it is. Because my thoughts initially were Adam's family because the Monsters mm. are essentially a nice, wholesome family. They're just weird. Yeah. Whereas the Adams are proactively evil. And enjoy it. Not not necessarily evil, but they... Do you know what I mean? They like blowing things up and yeah. pouring boiling oil on carolers and... Oh, yeah. wait, then you should let me go first. Because I don't know much about the Adams family. Ah, so enough. then you can try and convince me that oh, maybe okay. that's better. So I okay. had <coughs> the Munsters, Herman Munster, 
And that might be because I like Fred Gwynn. There's something about yeah. his looks and oh, a, yeah. the character. Like he's he's bumbling, but he succeeds. Like it's quite mm. endearing. You know, he always comes out on top. As, yeah, as dire as things yeah. are, and as someone who's got the complete box set and has seen every 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 uh, one of the seventy odd episodes. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, he he does always come out on top. Which See, that was my thinking as well. Is I was thinking for a start, obviously you've got Grandpa who probably have a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. but also just would Herman just bumblingly win? <laughs> not, yeah. not mean to. No. Yeah. But just he would win because that's how he operates. That is that's yeah. the essence of Herman. Mm-hmm. Is would he end up winning because it, by accident? He wouldn't even know that the Adams family were in conflict. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And he would... Not only that, but also I'd like to think that... I can just imagine like Herman accidentally knocking Fester into a pit of acid or something. Oh, oh my. I'm very sorry. See, now I didn't read this as a, a fight to the oh, team. Oh, right. I that's... read it as... Which do you which prefer? Which do you prefer? Ah, see? right. Okay. So that's interesting. So I'm see, not... I, I, I actually took it as like the Adams family and the Munsters in a turf war. <laughs> at which point I did think the Adams would win because of the evil but again like I say Herman sort of could mm. bumblingly succeed weird family death match so yeah, yeah so, so you're going for the Adams family I, I think of the two I think I kind of fall in favour of the Adams family just on a in in actual if, if they were actually just put against each other I would say the Adams family would win but in universe, Herman always comes out on top, unwittingly, and through just good-natured bumblebuttness. <laughs> so I think maybe the Munsters would win on that level. Maybe mm. Good would win out because, mm. in essence, the Munsters are good. Do you know yes. what I mean? Well, not in essence. They are just they're just a normal nice family. Yeah. But then also, I did think if you're a normal nice family and the Adams are not. So you so, may not win in that scenario. So on, give me a few details about the Adams family. Well, like, the Adam, I definitely remember the Adams family are just sort of it's just a lot of craziness. It's a lot of obsession with the macabre. I can say yeah, it's okay. not like the monsters in where you have different different family members are different monsters. They are just people, but they are particularly weird and obsessed with death. They're and, sort of oh, okay. and yeah, yeah, and. They've got things like they've got the they've got like man eating plants mm, and because yes. you've got you've got Fester Uncle Fester who's kind of the grandpa <clears throat> figure of like yeah. the weird inventions explosions <laughs> comic sort of character. Um, you've got Morticia who is just like a sex specter. In a, <laughs> sort of, it's the only way I can just go, you know. But uh, and her that's the thing as well is it's just her and Gomez. Like are just absolutely besotted with each other. But I in, love that. But in a different way, because Herman and Lily are Marge and Homer. Yeah, it's very yeah. much like a sort of realistic yeah. marriage of just. She's, she's looking after him. She's ha- yeah. yeah right. She's got yeah. she's got two kids. She's yeah. got him and Eddie. Yeah. It's so yeah, much the same as Claire. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas they're a bit more sort of like I don't know Mickey and Mallory almost like they're like weird killer couple sort of yeah. feeling where they're just like hyper into each other and 
absolutely horny, but it just never comes, you know, <laughs> it never comes across within the bounds of a 60s sitcom that, for the family. Yeah. But they clearly are is, is this, a different, nice. is this how everybody sees it, or just you? No, no, that's totally out. That is how they come across, because he's like, all he ever does is speak to an Italian and kiss her all over, <laughs> and it's like a lot, and they usually get interrupted, then you've, and You've got Lurch the butler. Mm. Um, He's fantastic. Wednesday and Pugsley the So that's what I could remember really was Wednesday. Because what... Was there was a film, wasn't there? And it was um, it was Christina Ricci. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I've got. Lloyd, um, was Vesta, ah, yeah. okay. Raul Julia was um, Gomez. Gomez, and Tim mm. Curry was Gomez in like the third one they did, which was like straight to video. Apparently, right. God, I didn't even make it that far. Yeah. Maybe we should watch that because that could be an answer to. No, I think we should watch one of the old series because <laughs> John Astin. Is Gomez. Mm. I've got I've got the first two seasons upstairs of that. So ah. uh, maybe we should do like a, a an episode of the month. Pick a pick an episode of the month. Yeah. Pick an episode of Adams, and we'll watch them. Yeah. On and do them something. So have you yeah. watched all seventy episodes? Oh of no, Masters? no. Mm. I I think I may have done when they were on, okay. but I haven't wittingly mm. gone through the lot. And yeah, and I think and same same with the Adams family. I think mm. I probably saw them all because they were they were almost interchangeable when you, when we were younger. Mm. They it used to get shown about sort of six o'clock on BBC Two. Yeah, and they'd run the Munsters and then they'd run the Adams family and then they'd sort of swip Yeah, yeah. Swap seasons as they went, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah. So I saw them all because I bought the closed casket box set. <clears throat> and when I got it, I was like, oh my God, 70 episodes. Right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch one episode a week and I'm going to drag this out and really enjoy it and really absorb it all. Yeah, and I think after three months or something, I'd watched a lot. Yeah. I just <laughs> couldn't stop. And they're only like 20 minutes or something. So like, yeah. if you sit down for two hours, you can smash through six episodes. So mm-hmm. yeah. like actually 70 episodes isn't that much when you actually just sit down and and spend any time with it, which you can easily do, because they're yeah, wonderful. And so if the question was, what do you prefer? <clears throat> I definitely prefer the Munsters. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn, but if I remember when I, I... I'm trying to think of it when I was a kid, because I've not really seen the Adams Family much since then. I've not really mm. seen the Munsters much, apart from what I've seen, like watching, watching the, movie, we're, we're the movie and stuff. Uh, and even then, I had the movies uh, on a tape when I was a kid, so I watched them a lot. Yeah. Um, and was was that the first Monsters movie? Yeah, Monsters yeah, Go Home was okay. the first. Mon- right. That was the one. Yeah, that was the one I had on tape. Mm. And then uh, Monsters Revenge was the one that came about fifteen years yeah, later or something. It was, it was, it was quite a little bit old space, so they've all aged a lot by the and time. And there's different. It's a different Eddie, isn't it? <coughs> Marilyn. Yeah. 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 But. Um, but I think I think when I was a kid, I think I preferred the Adams just because they were. It was weirder. Okay. Because the because the monsters kind of like the joke is always everyone's scared of them, but they're lovely. Yeah. And they think they're yeah. normal. And they, yeah. yeah they they can't understand why it is. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Adams family were no, actively fucking weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay. Gomez used to. Gomez had toy trains, but he would um, always blow them up. Right, I do so, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, the bridge, and then yeah. it'd be, and yeah, the the kids had like electric chairs and torture mm. devices and things. It yeah. was all shit that I wanted as a kid. <laughs> so yeah, so I think I preferred the Adams, and also just the name, I suppose, as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, sorry. And just to answer the second part of that, so my favourite of each, mm-hmm. my favourite from the Munsters is Grandpa. Same here. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favourite from the Adams family is Gomez because he was just always, as you say, I think it's the actor just. He is just so he's, full of life. I was going to say, he's so exuberant all the time. Like, he's just so excited constantly. Mm. You can't not get drawn in. Do you know who could play Gomez now? Evan Peters from American Horror Story. Because you know yeah. Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Him in Hotel is very Gomez Adams. Yes. Where it's just constantly smiling and just... And, yeah. yeah. I think... Gomez was a very close run thing, but my absolute favourite, and again, this is going back to when I was a kid, Cousin In, <laughs> who, who I discovered was in 19 episodes. Wow. And Cousin It is just... That's the big hairy that's thing. That's just the big hairy yeah. thing in a hat and glasses, yeah. who communicates in squeaks, but everyone can understand him. <laughs> and I just, and again, when, when he used to come around as Gomez, it's just like, you know, old man, how are you doing? <laughs> and like, Cousin It was always like, I'm going to break Hollywood or I've become a zookeeper. <laughs> or it was always just fucking mad. I think the problem I had was going to school in the early 90s, being the only boy with long hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of the nicknames that called. I got called at least once a day. I remember once going to a coal store and there was a bloke with long hair who they referred to him as brother here. <laughs> and, and I was disgusted because I was thought, hey, he's got long hair. Come on, grow up. It's the 90s. You know. Secondly... You got it wrong. Yeah. If you're going to mock someone, get it right. Come yes. On. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you again, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Great question. Uh, one last question from Sarah. She's obviously been... Uh, she's been busy. She's been listening. She's yeah. been busy. No, I don't think she's been busy. That's why she has so many questions. <laughs> um, and she... The final question from her is, what... And I'll say that again. What is your favourite horror movie soundtrack? Please. All right. I have gone for Stranger Things, mm, which ooh. I don't know if I can use that because I'm going for the theme tune. It's not an entire soundtrack. No, oh, it's, that, the same, it's the same people who do the do the music who do okay. the, the theme tune. All right, so that is one of the strongest theme tunes of any series ever, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and I, I was trying to work out why what stood out, and like, does it remind me of John Carpenter? It's got elements yes, of it that, really but, is, but it's probably yeah. been done in a way that fits my more modern yeah yeah like, experience. Yeah, it's, it's got well. extra stuff that is there was a movement or is a movement called synthwave. Yeah, okay. Which is basically soundtracky John Carpenter sort of yeah. stuff. And Stranger Things is a real exemplar of that. And mm. it, again... Mixing modern with yeah, 80s yeah. kind of... And a lot of people... There's loads of bands out there who are doing like sort of imaginary soundtrack stuff and mm. things like that now who are synthwave. So there's a lot out there that is very much... It's like horror 80s. Uh, similarly, Turbo Kid. Yes. Synthwave soundtrack, yeah. Lemanos or something yeah. like Mamos. Our friend Wiz actually has done a synth Yes. Mm. Um a synthwave album. Yes. Um yeah. I have got it, I can't remember what it's called. We will put it in the show. Will notes. he license it to us to use? I'm sure he would if we asked him. I'm sure he'd be more than happy. Well now you said Willie, he definitely will. <laughs> 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 yes, it's Quagmire. It's stuck in the um, Adam, you're gonna say now you're really into your soundtracks more yeah. than the rest of us. Yeah. Well, look, you've got the Twin Titans, which is Goblin. Mm-hmm. Probably Suspiria is the best one of theirs because that is just so intrinsic to the film. 
and John Carpenter. Yeah. And probably actually The Fog, I think, does the most carpentry Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you get a bit of Halloween, you get a bit more of the droney stuff, you get a bit Assault on Precinct 13, a bit Escape from New York. It's all in that that soundtrack sort of has everything there. So John yeah. Carpenter did Halloween soundtrack, but did he do yeah. the one that we watched? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, he did. I... Yeah, he did one, two, okay. three, and the latest one, which incidentally, that's what I've seen. I have seen <laughs> the new Halloween. Mm. Is it any good? It's fucking great. Hmm. Okay. It's Re- getting really mixed reviews, like massively mixed reviews. Seriously, I think the only problem that I could foresee people having with it is... Possibly to I don't know. Actually, I can't see what problem people have with it. We, <laughs> when, I, when I saw it with Drew mm. and, and Dean, we sat in the cinema, and seriously, that's the first time. I, actually, no, I saw the Rob Zombie Halloween, but that we'll come on to that on a later question. Um, <laughs> but I think you can guess which one it is. Um, but yeah, we went to see it, and it was wonderful watching it with an audience who were reacting. Yeah, and sort of like. Whoa! Like that. And there was a group of blokes in front of us who clearly knew Halloween, mm. but were also sort of young enough as well that it was sort of working. And but there were bits where they, uh, but just at one point, the bloke in front of me had his head in his hands, and I could just see him going, <laughs> "This fucking music," because it was like <laughs> the build-up every time. And I can, I can sort of see, I can see why people might have a problem with it, but I think they did it rather well. Okay. Um, the guy, I mean, there's certain bits in it where you're just like, that's a bit on the nose. Like, at one point, Jamie Lee, uh, like, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis says, oh, you're the new Loomis. And it's like, yeah, we fucking know he is. You didn't have to mention him, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, they've incidentally got a bit where they have got a guy who does a perfect Donald Pleasance. Oh, really? There's a bit where they're listening to an old tape of Loomis talking about Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I actually was trying to work out whether it was old dialogue looped in but it's actually a guy who can just do a cracking Donald Pleasance wow mm. um, but yeah I I think they did it really well I think that there is enough there's enough different in it and I think there's enough the same in it it's got enough it also has a lot of stuff that reflects to the first one but not not in a way that's like aren't we clever yeah yeah it's much more sort of like if you know it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's appreciate. yeah, you appreciate yeah, yeah. in that sense, but not in it's not over, sort of. Hey kids, look, look, we're doing this, and this was in the original, and look at that, look, that's exactly the same as yes. that was at that point, and that was the thing. Aren't we smart? <laughs> they maintain doing a movie. Oh, sorry, just to go back to something that I should have mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and I didn't, but you have just reminded me. Finished the haunting of Hill House as well. Oh um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. I watched. It's, I watched like the first half hour, and I just. I think I was in the wrong frame point as well, and just did not get into because I was like, I feel like I'm watching Six Feet Under. Just, it feels like Six Feet Under all the way through, uh, but when the ghosts start appearing, yeah, they're amazing. Um, and when you get to the last episode, and it ties well, not even the last episode, the last couple of episodes tie everything in together, and it's. Mm absolutely brilliantly done so yes sorry just as a, an aside yeah that was fantastic I'll, I'll, I'll give it I will give it I'll give it the old college try then <laughs> I, like I say I've, I've done Killing Eve and loads of other stuff and Black 
Black Earth Rising stuff. But yeah, so I thought obviously you've got Goblin and Carpenter, they're the two go to's of any soundtrack. So Wait, I thought the Goblin, just, just tell me. Goblin do That's his um, name. No, no, so it's a group. Right, okay. Uh, they were an Italian prog rock band who uh, right. um, originally were called Cherry Red, I believe. And they um, basically did the music for mainly Dario Argento's movies, which include Suspiria, Profundo Russo, Phenomenon, but the uh, Phenomena, Phenomena, isn't it? Not Phenomenon. Oh, I'm Phenomena. Not sure. Yeah. Um, and they did like Dawn of the Dead, and mm. sort of. They've worked with a few other people, but they're mainly linked with Dario Argento. But mm-hmm. all of their stuff is, it's exactly. It's like proper prog, yeah. mental, sort of, yeah. Okay. But their, their score to Suspiria is probably the best one because it's really... I've seen them... Put, I saw I saw Suspiria, the film with them playing live. Is that a good film? Yes. And Suspiria's a great film, okay. but with them it playing is. it live was yeah. just something else. It really yeah. was. Especially to see a balalaika plugged into a load of effects pedals is just quite sort of quite something you know? <laughs> but I thought yeah so I thought there's other stuff out there that I would recommend to people uh, The The did a score to Tony the, do you remember Tony London Serial Killer it was like a no. very low budget serial killer film but the music for it is beautiful it okay. really is just lovely mm. and sort of has it really brings a lot to the film that sort of because the film is oddly comic but but still about a sort of scumbag sort of serial killer in London. Hmm. But the music sort of elevates it and just. But on its own, it's wonderful. Um, I've got. Uh, I recently bought the Radiophonic Workshop like, from the BBC. Did the score to Matt, Matt Holness's new film Possum. Oh, Possum. I was going to mention that. I'm quite. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I haven't as yet. No, same here. But I am going to. I am going to definitely. That was kind of going to be my Halloween movie, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> that was sort of how it went. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Uh, Psychomania, John Cameron, uh, our, like the music for Psychomania is just brilliant. But again, it's a mental film. It's zombie bikers terrorising the home counties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Colvin's The Witch, I think that's just a brilliant soundtrack. Yes. That is so wonderful. That is amazing. Also, Sinister. Um, you know the film Sinister yes Christopher Young did the music and he does a lot of good horror films he did Hellraiser did Drag Me to Hell mm-hmm. um, but his music for that is so good it's like half sound design and half music uh, but also you know in Sinister there's the home movies for yeah, a yeah. better description they use Ulva Sunno and Boris Balls of Canada Aghast Judge Hydrogen Accursed lots like lots of really cool bands. See, I knew they used Sano. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know Olver. Really yeah, well. Silence teaches us how to sing. They use parts one and two on two of the clips. Crap. And so yeah, and that again, and uh, Balls of Canada's the end title was that. Mm. Um, so that as a soundtrack, but actually all the stuff that they put in there because it's not on the soundtrack album. It's just the Christopher Young stuff. Yeah. On the CD. Um, and then I'm just going to have to give a special mention to the director's cut by Phantom As. Oh God! Which yes. is kind of like a primer if you want to know, if you want a start of what good horror soundtracks to listen to. Get the director's cut and go from there. Just discover the bands they covered on, uh, discover the artists they covered on there, because you've got stuff like The Omen, 
Devil Rides Out, like Bernard Herman, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bernard Herman stuff, and um, uh, like oh, what's his name, Henry Mancini, and sort of yeah. bits and pieces. And it's just that is that's almost like a sampler for good horror soundtracks, I would say. Yeah, I listened to that again recently. Um, yeah, and it suddenly made me realise how long it's been since I've seen Spider Baby. Yes. So that's become my uh, my embed. So I'll put a film on in bed generally. Yeah. And I get about 10, 15 minutes in, then I have to turn it off and go to sleep. So I watch it like a serial. Yeah. Yeah, and my current serial is Spider Baby. Um, because you bought it for me on Blu ray a couple of Yeah, years the ago. Arrow one. Uh, the Arrow release, yeah. yeah. Which is a phenomenally sharp print. Um, yes, I was shocked by that. Because, uh, I mean, I've got. I had the V. Well, you borrowed it off me, but the VHS yeah. off of Film Four or whatever it was yeah. off Horror Channel, and yeah, to see it on Arrow Blu-ray is just yeah, just looks beautiful. It's so detailed. Um, okay, so mine for this are nowhere near as uh, tasteful as yours. That's good. Um, so my honourable mention is another Wolf Cop. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's got some uh, cheesy rock stuff in it, but it's a sort of 80s-ish. They do a lot of synthwave stuff. stuff in yeah. there as well, don't they? Yeah, um, Yeah. so that's a fantastic honourable mention. Um, but my soundtrack is going to be the Demon Knight soundtrack. Oh, nice. Although it doesn't work as well now, and I know that because I listened to it a week ago. <laughs> we came back from Norfolk and Jennifer's got it in the car. Yeah. Um, oh, because she bought that at Horror on Sea, didn't she? She did buy yeah. it at Horror on Sea. Um, yeah, so listening back to that, so uh, back at the time, it's Pantera and Ministry and yeah. and all that stuff, mm. and that filter track that's on there is is still an amazing mm. uh, track. Um, yeah, so that is mine. Um, and when I so I <clears throat> I moved away and li- moved to a holiday camp for a year, where I was I moved away and didn't know anybody. I'm entirely sure why I did it to some degree, um, but yeah, but I did it. And I went out there and I had no music or anything. <clears throat> so I had a couple of tapes that I'd taken with me. One of them was the day that I left, you dropped a, an envelope through my front door and it was oh, yeah. Velvet Underground and Nico. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the things I took with me. So I had two or three tapes I listened to over and over and over again. And then my brother came down to visit me and he bought me the Demon Knight soundtrack on cassette. Um, yeah, and then I added that into my... Uh, yeah, into my listening. So yeah, so that's always got a special place for me because it was as I would. It, it was a great job, and I really enjoyed it. So this was your Butlins. You're out as a red my, coat. I wasn't a red coat. Well, it was a brown coat. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the shop and entertain in the nightclub. I did not work as a red coat. They were, but you did entertain people when they came into your shop. Well, yeah, because I was normally drunk because I worked the shops at night, so my shift didn't mm. work till seven. So generally, we'd go for lunch in the pub and then stay in the pub for a couple of hours, and then I'd go to my night shift, drunk off my ass. So they never caught you dancing on stage. They they caught me dancing on my till a couple of times, <laughs> but yeah, it was all it was all good, you know. Yeah, but you you saw the Mavericks and uh, Bobby Ball in his pants. Well, exactly. Like, what what more do you need from a job? It's yeah. worth the the year out for that. But um, they should have done a horror movie, Cannon and Ball. Yeah, they did. Well, apparently they did the Boys in Blue. Yeah. Um, but they really didn't enjoy it. Like they didn't enjoy the process of making a movie, so they never yeah. did another. Which is a shame because yeah. they I can would understand have been though because I mean it's like if you're especially like as a predominantly live comic, mm. 
It must be something really flat about just doing yeah. it over and over again yeah. in front of no one, essentially, yeah. and not getting any reaction. The feedback, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they didn't like making a movie. Otherwise, they may well have ended up doing a, a comedy movie, a comedy horror film. Yeah. Really fantastic. But uh, it wasn't to be. So that's it. What's our next question? Our next question. Right, well, no. thank you, Sarah. Yeah, uh, oh, thank Sarah. you, Sarah. Sorry. I'm waiting for the Scottish psycho voice. Scottish psycho voice. Okay. Right, the next question's from Claire Dello. Don't know who she is. <laughs> Apparently she's been following us for some time. <laughs> Who knows? And I'll tell you what, I've seen pictures, her kid is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> this question from Claire Dello. What's the worst horror film you've seen and why? Is, is there a is voice a good, you can't do? That is an interesting question. I like yeah, that. it is. Um, so, Adam... Would you like to start us off with this one? Yeah, I had a, I had a few that I could think of. Um, there's The Cell, which I think is more just as disappointing. Yeah. Because it looks incredible. And is I should kind of enjoy it because it was from that whole 90s serial killer, but with a twist sort of era. Hmm. Like after Silence of the Lambs and then you get Seven, but also you got a lot of ones that were sort of mixed up with actual supernatural shit and things like that. Yeah. And that's kind of... And basically, it's kind of like Silence of the Lambs and Inception with visuals by, like, Damien Hurst. <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. But somehow, that's, it's not that good. Yeah, because you'd imagine... Because that, that should, should be should good. Be, yeah. But just, yeah, and like it's Jennifer Lopez and she's just sort of a bit dull. Mm. And I can't remember the I can't remember who it is who's playing the killer. He's quite good in it, but again, I think a lot of it's just it's just it was just the disappointing side of it. Mm. That is something I would like. I think we should watch because I think it would just be on a visual level you can just go wow, mm. but on a plot level you can just go. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so the cells definitely in there. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween just didn't need to be. Yeah, no, I agree. Didn't need to be. And could it have been good? <sighs> no, it wasn't. Well, but it could it could have been, but I think the two the problem was is that the first half was just let's explore why a serial killer becomes a serial killer, but that's not what anyone wants from Halloween. You mm. just want because Halloween just works. The original just works on the basis that there was this screwed up kid. That's it. Yeah, you don't know why this happened. And that makes it more terrifying. Mm. The more of a human face you put on something, the more sympathy you create for a monster yeah. that isn't necessarily, especially in a slasher. Yeah. Do you want to feel sorry for Freddy Krueger? No, no. No. It's and similarly with this, you know. Um, so I think that was the problem. And then the second half is just a remake, like a sh- almost like shot for shot remake of the original. So it's like, so you've you've made the start boring and then and just, then just copied. copied the the rest of it and you're like mm. I did kind of expect better from Rob Zombie. Did I any, think that was the problem. Did anybody well. like it? A lot of people do. I think like I think them. people did, but I think a lot of it was people who didn't necessarily I think it was for the for the generation for where it was yeah. their first exposure probably mm. liked it. 
Mm. Um, I know, uh, f- actually, for a fact, there was that guy who shot a load of people who really liked it. Cause, <clears> but, I mean, you know, but then, again, that sort of like says, you know, if you like the original, you went on to become an interesting filmmaker or write great books. If you like the Rob Zombie one, you just ended up shooting Shit. a load of people because you're a weird, sexless tosser. <laughs> so it's sort of, yeah... Um, and my other one is Killjoy 2, which is so bad it's incredible. Okay. Um, basically bought it on video, in, on VHS out of Blockbuster for a quid, and genuinely they saw us coming. <laughs> because it was... It's bad, and then still remains bad, and then it has an ending that you are so waiting to turn into a twist that doesn't happen in the credits roll. <laughs> Imagine... Imagine the end of Nightmare on Elm Street without Freddy's claw coming through the door. Mm. Yeah. At the very end. Just it's just like, a door. It just well, just a nice ending. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, seriously? And then someone else comes in and says, Oh, your mum's on the phone and she wants to talk to you and you're like, This is gonna turn into a dream, isn't it? This is gonna turn into nightmare. <laughs> Killjoy's gonna pop out and kill everyone. No, the credits are wrong. Right, we'll we'll keep watching through the credits. We'll get to the end. So me and Dean are sitting there watching this and yeah, no. Nothing. It has one good bit, which is where because the main killer is a clown, yeah. And uh, at one point he's deciding where to go, and they just close up on his shoes, and his shoes walk along, and then sort of go. They look one way, and then they look the other, kind of decide, and then go that one. That's <laughs> the, that's the best bit. Oh, and we eventually saw Killjoy, the original one, and it's completely different and set in like like South Central, and. Again, it's not. It's not. It's, it's sort of just a poor. It's just a cheap horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Killjoy Two feels like money was spent on it, and yet somehow it looks older <laughs> and shitter. Okay. So yeah. Um, Chris. Yeah, well, it's a difficult one for me to answer because you keep showing me such great films. Um, I, I suppose as bad as it might be. I have to probably say The Wolfman just because it didn't scare me at all. And this is the problem I've got with old old films. Mm-hmm. But I really like it as a film. Okay. So I'm just yeah. going to go from... yeah. So, I mean, so it didn't do its job, well, uh, in a way. But. I, I, I think it is just because of the, you know, the bits that were meant to be uh, scary. The effects just didn't quite work for me. Um, yeah, but I did like it as a, a psychological look at a man going crazy, which could be a horror, but it's still, yeah, it was more interesting than, um, you know, anxiety inducing. So, okay. but out of all of them, that's, that's the best I could come up with. Um, is it, is it also and even then, you... it's still not really. I think that's a compliment to us that we've so well, shown it, him yeah, such yeah. good stuff that he's. Least favourite horror film is a really good horror film. Well, see, yeah. see, I think I think 2019 we've got like we were saying, part of the joy of horror is the crushing disappointment of watching shit. Yes. So we will have to show you a couple of crappens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, yeah, in the coming idea. twelve months. Yeah, I agree. But so out of everything <laughs> we've watched, what? Because I know you both don't totally agree on all of them. I remember was it Deathline Lee that you started to enjoy more than you had previously yes yeah, yeah. and but, the but, thing as well actually and well, the thing as well yeah. yeah you weren't as keen on that i wasn't as keen on it before we okay. sat down and rewatched it again okay so yeah so out of those out of what we've watched what would you have 
Is it still one of those two? Or? Of all the stuff we've watched, what would be my least favourite that we've watched? I do think it would still be Deathline. Okay. So although I appreciated it a lot more this time, I still think of the 30-something films we've watched, I think it's probably my least favourite. Mm. I don't dislike it, but... You know, it's like somebody picking 30 films off of your shelf that you're yeah. a fan of well, and yeah. saying, well, which it's, one it do you least like? Yeah. It, it doesn't mean you dislike it. It was just it the just, least favourite. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Adam? What would be your least favourite of what we've watched? I don't know, really. It's got to be the worst witch. Well, if, but would you class that as... No, no, I wouldn't include the worst witch in the, in this. I think, again, it's like, maybe it's Rocky Horror, just because it was like, because it's, it's the, it's the Is one. Is that Jennifer outside the door with a knife? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the one, it's the one I wouldn't go back to necessarily. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Of, I, of everything we've watched, I think that's probably the only one where I don't feel a, I wouldn't feel a need to rewatch necessarily. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And even then, again, it's like it's like you said, it's like right. Here's a row of great films, which mm, is your least yeah. favourite. Yeah. It's like if I have to pick one out of that, you know, I could. I that's it actually. Yeah. If this, if we could have, if we took the entire what we've viewed um, to a desert island, I could probably do without Rocky Horror. Yeah, if I have to, yeah, if right. I have to chuck one yeah, over yeah. to keep the boat afloat, it's that. Cause, so I was trying to think of ones that I'd seen, you know, from my childhood, and I could remember films like Ghoulies, but I cannot remember what happens. I just remember like there was little I monsters in the toilets. The okay, so apparently that was good, but I really cannot remember it at Goonies all. Ghoulies is fantastic. The Ghoulies creatures are a very, very small part of that film. Yeah, okay. And then the second and third ones, they worked out that that's what everyone focused on. So yeah, I remember you. Well, when remember the you bogs, this. when the creature coming out of the bog is the front cover. Yeah. It's like it's like Hellraiser. Yeah. Everyone, everyone goes, oh, why did everyone pick up on Pinhead? He was an incidental <laughs> monster. It's like, he is on the fucking yeah. cover. Yeah. He is and the it, image that is on <clears throat> everything that got people to watch. You know? But that's the thing, but they obviously paid a lot of attention to that. So in the first film, literally him coming out of the toilet is a part of a montage that lasts maybe a second oh, and right, a half. Okay. But then on in the third film, it's based on a haunted toilet. And if you read <laughs> the scripture... The ghoulies come out of the toilet. So they obviously worked out that people had picked exactly, up on this yeah. to such a degree yeah. that they wrote the whole film around the cover of the first film and it had nothing to do with any of it. All right, I but, might have to watch that again then. Yeah. Because I clearly fell prey to that. You need to watch all three of them because I, mm. I love all three of those movies to absolute bits. But yeah, and, and uh, House, like, I remember loving that. I think it's House 2 or 3 where he's in the electric chair. With and, Hugh Laurie, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, and I, so I just couldn't think of films that are yeah horror films that I actually didn't like much okay I've got some so don't you worry I will make up for your uh, <laughs> your shortcomings in it um, so firstly uh, I mentioned it before The Visit by M. Oh, Night oh yeah The M. Night Shyamalan yeah you really I was really angry about yeah, that yeah I remember that I remember that review yeah, yeah, it was, I, it was scathing. That's I actually, although I never posted it, I hated that film so much that <laughs> so when it finished, um, I recorded on my phone what I was going to do as a bonus episode <laughs> of w- why not to watch this film because it was so bad. Well, I, if I recall rightly, on I can't remember which episode it is, but you, you said I'm not going to spoil it. Yes, I am going to spoil it because you want to watch. Because don't watch it; it's shit. Yes, was pretty much your wording. Yeah. Of I the think situation, it was. Wasn't yeah, it? I was very angry by that film. 
Uh, have, have you seen that? Uh, no, 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 I'm not. Saying. I think I put him off. Uh, yeah. Strangely, strangely, this geezer I know who likes good horror films. Yeah, he said it was shite. So, um, and my other one is Hostel. Um, not so much because mm. I don't like Hostel, but because it started that whole torture porn subgenre, yeah. which I really hated with a passion. It open it opens the gate for it, really, yeah. doesn't it? Right. Next up. I don't. This one, I have nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. I'll tell you that for nothing. What urban legends did slash do you believe? There's always playground lore of the kid at every school who tried to jump the coat hooks, got his scrotum snagged, and a testicle popped out. <laughs> so yeah, what? And again, that comes from Claire. Thank you, Claire. Yeah. Chris. Well, I went for a horror urban legend that stuck in my mind quite a lot. Um, was that the white lady and the green man existed in our woods at the top of your road? Do you know what? This is really funny. I had nothing for this, mm-hmm. and I mentioned it to Jennifer, and she said, "Oh, have you never? Did you, didn't you have a white lady?" In your leg, like, yeah, urban. And I said, "Oh somewhere. yeah, I've, I always heard about the yeah." The legends of, but it like it changed. So one week it'd be around Berwick Manor, and then the next mm. year it'd be around somewhere. But yeah, the same. But she said the same thing at the end of our road, mm. and she said I'd be interested to know if Chris uh. heard it. So apparently, if you walk around the lake three yeah, times, you would see the white mm. lady. Yeah, oh, so shit. she had exactly the same thing, mm. and she believed it. Well, like I remember being scared by it. Definitely going through the woods on my own as a youngster, and yeah, by those lakes, it was. So what was it, a white lady and a green man? Well, so it was the white lady was the main one, and then somehow I just don't know where whether someone added the green man later. Because the green um, man is is like a well, the spirit of the forest, forest yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm and not sure. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing yeah. that for the first time. I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's probably makes sense. But yeah, so um, so I never managed to get the white lady to appear. But I was still terrified for quite a few years. <laughs> I remember um, the only one, the only other one I could think of was is I do remember having a bit of a thing about the gang car. Oh, where, if where it's one, meant to be the, a car drives around with its lights on, yeah, you flash okay. them, and then they follow you and kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember. I don't know why. I'm beginning to suspect probably my dad told me it, <laughs> and then would insist on flashing people with that night. Yeah. That uh, sounds about right. For yeah. You, Dave. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember that one, but I can't really remember anything from school. I do remember going to Rayleigh Cold Store, um, and I'd been working there for about about three and a half years at that point. And one day, two of them came over and were just going, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you know the uh, you know the fridge is haunted." And I just went, "Fuck off!" Because <laughs> if it was day one, minute one, you'd have told me <laughs> yeah. the fridge is haunted. <laughs> You'd have waited three years, bollocks. You know, so they were like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so that's a good one, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the White Lady seems to be an urban legend yeah, that all of us might now carry on. Well, I remember the I remember the thing about the walking around the lake thing, like from childhood. But again, I don't know if it was related to there or just yeah. yeah. There is actually a graveyard in Essex. We were looking up haunted places in Essex to go and visit, um, and one that was on route on the way back from Borley Rectory mm. um, 
was well, obviously the rectory isn't there now, but from Bawley Church. Um, yeah, and one of them was a, a church that apparently they have a lot of trouble because it's got a legend of if you go in there on Halloween night and walk around it three times counterclockwise, then you summon the devil. And it's got to the point where there's so many people over there now, the police have to go and close the, the entire church off on Halloween <laughs> because otherwise it's just full of people. Oh, shit, there's the Vampire's Grave over St Andrews, isn't there? Yes, which yes. is a grave with a skull and crossbones on it. Yeah, but, but all the writing has now worn off, so yeah. all you can see is the skull and crossbones. Yeah. And that's the graveyard where I spent a night on Halloween night in the early 90s, I'd like yeah. to say. Um, yeah, long time ago. Good fun. Yeah. Has that inspired either of you for your gravestones? I don't think I'm going to have a gravestone. I think rather than either being cremated or being buried six feet under... I quite like the idea, and that sounds like such a hippy-dippy thing, which is not me at all. I like the idea of there is a, um, a cemetery up in Kent that will allow you to do anything on their grounds. So if you want to literally be wrapped in linen and just left out for the insects and the animals to eat, you can do. You got this from your death cafe. I got this from the death cafe. Yeah. Um Huh? I said pardon because it was death cafe. Oh, right. <laughs> the moment has passed. Um, yeah, so I quite liked the idea of yeah being buried under six six inches of earth, so that literally you just then become part of the ecosystem and mm. stuff eats you, and they grow a tree out of you and all that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Although I'm not really a hippy dippy person, I would much prefer the idea that. I become a tree rather than just being burnt and then my ashes sprinkled somewhere. I'd, I'd it does like, seem like, yeah, why stick with that tradition particularly? Just when, because. I yeah. think because people believe that it's mm. legislated and people think you have yeah, to have a funeral and yeah. you have to be buried or cremated and you have to. The idea that, well, no, actually, if you just want to be tossed in a lake and just left to sink and then become part of the sediment and blah, blah, like, and feed the fish and all like, you, you can totally do that. And there's no law against it, but people people are unaware of that. So mm. you think you've got two options, and you you don't yeah. you don't know the full story. Wonder if they could sling me with the tigers at the zoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I quite like that. Yeah, give them something a bit extra for Christmas, maybe. Yeah, I think it'd be good, quite good. You might get a plaque as well. Yeah. Like what? A plaque. Oh, a plaque. You know, yeah. Adam was. Eaten Adam, here. I was eating, I was mauled here. <laughs> yeah. Um, right before this gets any more sinister um, <laughs> thank you for that question Claire Adam what is next on our agenda what unintentionally scary film slash toy slash song slash thing fucked you up I've got two on this The Mad Whale's Eye from the Centurions cartoon okay this is this is how it's come out of me, like a broken child. Um, <laughs> and the subway peddler in the Wiz, who has two puppets that grow giant and are scary. Um, yeah, they are completely... I don't know why. I still don't know why. But they fucked with me. <laughs> and still do to a certain extent, I think. So, yeah. Uh, this Yeah, in the Wiz, you know the Michael Jackson... Oh, the not, the Motown version it. of the Wizard of Oz, yeah. basically. But there's this creature that follows them around who looks a bit like a crow um, but he, like a guy but like in a mask yeah and he's got like a, a 
a tray full of junk that he carries around with him. Mm. And on the side of it are two permanently dangling puppets. And then they go on the subway and the puppets just get larger and larger and larger. And they're just like... They look like jack-in-the-boxes sort mm. of thing. They're like a slightly clown face. They actually look like a concertina of Mr. Bol- Mr. Blobby. Oh, but God. there's just something about it that's just horrid. It really is. And, yeah, and there was the cartoon Centurion's Power Extreme. I remember Centurion's. Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah, and in one of the episodes, they sent a whale mad. Like someone said, a doc, well, it must have been Dr. Aaron Hacker, wouldn't have been anyone else. Um, <laughs> they sent a whale mad and it just had a really mad eye. And I don't like whales anyway, they're too big. So, yeah. <laughs> See, that has just reminded me. So I couldn't think of anything that was unintentionally scary that messed me up. But you talking about size there, I remember I used to have night terrors about trying to eat pills that were just became kind of the size of, you know, the galaxy and i just couldn't you, manage because it was like i used to have scale to, night terrors okay maybe oh, that's really? like a yeah you know it'd be things like trying to balance again it was whales but it could be like elephants and things like that it was like a whale balanced on a mm-hmm. pin and it used to fucking it was like just something really wrong yeah it just, just made doesn't... me want to throw up yeah. like sort of yeah i used to get there yeah there you go how strange. So, so I can't believe that of all of us, everybody has got these, it shouldn't be scary, but it is. Mm. But yeah, neither Chris nor myself have one of those, but very similarly, there used to be a TV show for kids that I would have watched in the 80s called Gideon. The duck. The duck. But yeah. he wasn't a duck. He was a swan chickler so, yeah, who like lived signet. with no. the ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was a signet who lived with the ducklings. And was abused by them for being a yeah for being different. Right. It was it was Ugly Duckling, but played out. It was like Netflix did the Ugly Duckling, so yes. there was like eight mm. fucking series of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't scare me, but the closing title music used to make me absolutely wail. Like I would cry really? uncontrollably. Um, Quick, play it. To the, point, I say, to the point, I say to the point. That'll be the outro music. Yeah. For this I'll put that. I'll, I'll put it on as the outro music. And a to the point, of crying. to uh, at which maybe four or five years old, my parents stopped letting me watch the show because they <laughs> because were like, it affected yeah, you, that you just like you watch the program. It lasts three minutes, and you cry for twenty-five <laughs> minutes after it's finished. So they Shit. stopped letting me watch it. And I realised this when I was trying to think of something today. So I went and found it on YouTube and listened to it. Mm. And it's just a bit like it's not. There's nothing about it. It's not. So it's, it's not, not a sinister. sad tune or no. anything, right? But okay. something about it just used to make me absolutely cry like an idiot. Um, even at that age, I just lost my shit for a really long time every time it was yeah. on. But I loved the TV show. But as soon as the music came on at the end, I just bawled. You, you were bawled, yeah. Maybe it was just you loved it so much that the music it's, indicated yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember Gideon. I mean, that's how... Yeah. See, it's, it's weird what... Because, like I say, with those two, I had to dig fucking well deep and the, the two I come up with are that and then it's like... But they've obviously resonated because I can still picture Find them. them. Mm. That's yeah. mean, I've got lots of things that I remember in kids' stuff that was so sinister that it 
massively freaked me out. Mm. But yeah, but it was stuff like the child catcher and it like stuff that, that they is were genuinely scary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose yeah, because the thing in the whiz is kind of meant to be scary, and it was just like but not I was to the too... degree at which it upset you. Yeah, because yeah. it just no, it just used to freak me the fuck out. I think it also didn't help because he came on to. Like this, it was the. It, I'm sure it's Hurley Hancock, but it was like he just used to come on, and it, there was the music was like, and that indicated when this cat because he follows them around all the way through the film, and then this shit just goes down in a subway. And but there's other stuff there as well. They get attacked by electrical cables and bins with teeth and things like. That. But none of that particularly was scary. But they just yeah, there was just something about this. Sinister figure. Which horror film could you survive? I reckon most of them, because I don't do stupid horror film shit. <laughs> like, fuck with ancient things, go around abandoned houses anymore, <laughs> and walk around in the dark. So I think, you know, in the. Mu- also, when it's big shit, I'm with Penn and Teller. I'd like to go. Yeah. Rather than deal with the aftermath, yes, you know. So it's like, what when, is that pulling to? Uh, on bullshit, they did uh, preppers, uh, yeah. like people, like people yeah. who prep for nuclear disaster. Okay, and they pointed out that life after the bomb drops with is just going to be so fucking. With awful. just a few preppers, yeah, <laughs> you might as well just go yeah. with the bomb because yeah, a good point. it's probably going to be not worth fucking living. And I can sort of boil it down to, yeah, do I want to be fighting a six-headed mutant with a fucking toothpick for a fucking for the last Scotch egg on the planet yeah. in the ruins of civilization, or do I want to be happily fucking vaporized? I yeah. know which one I prefer. See, actually, I think you might have made that sound way too good for what it would actually be like. Which is... See, that's the thing. If you can, if it goes Mad Max, I'd be quite into it. Yeah. But then also, I know that I'd probably last about three days and end up eating. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I offer it down. I think I might just about manage to survive the worst witch. <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't know. I think it, I've ended up in it, jail. Yeah. <laughs> eating the pig girl. Because <laughs> she was such an arsehole. Yeah. See, that's it. I don't know. I thought she might have one over on me. I might not be able to beat her. But yeah. I'd, I'd See, give it a good go. See, I think the problem is fighting magic with magic. What she should have done is just got the other end of that broken yeah. broom and just battered her around the head. But, uh, yeah. Um, so Ray Winston solution. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've gone with, I would survive, um, I'd like to think, a slasher or zombie movie. Um, because For two reasons. One, I'm, as we've mentioned before on episodes, I've already got my plan of, if someone were to get into the house, what, where would I go? What would I do? How would mm. I blockade myself? So I'd like to think that in a yeah. in that situation, even if I weren't in this house, I'd be pretty quick to go, right, where can I build yeah. a stockade and, and hold myself up? I think I'd be pretty good. Um, also, I have no compassion. So therefore, it doesn't matter if there's a massive group of strangers mm. out there, including women to... and children and blah, oh, yeah. blah, blah. I don't know who they are. But then the flip side of that is if it were an um, if it were a supernatural entity, I would be the first one to die because yeah. I am the arrogant prick who doesn't believe it. So when you go, oh what? All right, if I read out of the Book of the Dead, it will just summon zombies. 
or you know, oh, this is this is where this uh, super occultist died a mm. hundred years ago tonight. Well, let's get a Ouija board out. Come on, this is going to be a laugh. Like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? And I am going to be that arrogant prick who would be the one. <laughs> You'd get us all go, killed. Of course there's no demons. And then I'll be the first one to die. I can honestly say that, obviously, slasher movies, it's mainly teenagers. As a teenager, I was very safe because in slasher movies, there's always people having sex. <laughs> so I know that I'd have been fucking all right. <laughs> I think that was the other thing I thought with the slasher films as well. Like, I would be the one who just goes, well... Do you know what? Like, two people have disappeared. They're obviously having sex or they've run out of beer. They've either gone for supplies or they're off bumping uglies. I wouldn't ever think... Well, if if, if I've shouted their name and they haven't turned up, they're clearly dead from... Like, I, that would never occur to me. I think also there's... Um... I thought you were going to say that you'd be the guy having a wank in Friday the 13th remote. There's the possibility someone might be back in two minutes. I'd better knock one out. God, that's... Uh, do you know what? I really, I really enjoyed... Going back to things yeah. you... I wouldn't put it on my... Um, worst horror. That does sound like it could be, though. No, because I really enjoyed that the, film. The rest of it. But that one scene in it just... was so unrealistic. It made me so angry. <laughs> But the rest of it was so much fun that I was massively angry and then had forgotten 30 seconds later because <laughs> it went into that really funny sex scene where he's talking about nipple placement and it just made me laugh and I forgot about it. Um, if you haven't seen that, then that doesn't make any sense to you. But mm. trust me, it's worth watching because it's good fun. Um, but yeah, so I think I think I would probably... I, would, I think most horror films that I die, apart from the whole, probably wouldn't want to get involved and I'd probably, you know... Well, I was, was going to go, but, you know, Doctor Who was on, so, <laughs> so, while everyone else got hacked to pieces. So. Yeah, I missed that Halloween party because Ghostwatch was on, so yeah, you exactly. go yeah. and get drunk and stoned and have sex with all the other teenagers, because yeah. Ghostwatch is on, right? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and, who's, and who's the better man? And who's <laughs> laughing now? Dead bitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're dead and I'm alive, so we're one in the end. <laughs> So, the final question of the evening, of the evening. and from Claire. Mm. Thank you, would Claire. A zombie sink... Hi, Claire. Oh, hang on. Would a zombie sink or float? Oh, yes. No. I've, I've got some facts for this. Oh, Just... oh go on. That, that would be interesting. Can I say mine, yeah, which is, it, mate, was yeah. not very factual based. Um, so, I read this out at the dinner table. Uh-huh. <laughs> As you, know, you do. Yeah. And uh, my eight-year-old son said that he thinks that brains float and zombies eat brains, so zombies would float. Oh. I thought that was a good effort. That's yeah. very so clever. I'll nick that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll nick that from my eight-year-old yeah. child. Yeah. So, so right. interesting to hear. He technically owns him. Yes. That's you true. Know, that so, is true. Yeah. so I'd like to hear what the truth is. Well, I don't know if it's the truth or anything, but these are just some facts that I wrote down. Humans are naturally neutrally buoyant. Mm. So when you fall in water, you're pretty much going to float. It can be changed by body composition, lung inflation, or, or the salinity of the water. Mm. Um, obviously, lung inflation would not come into it because obviously you don't breathe, I'm assuming. I thought about that as well. and thought, But if they don't breathe, does that mean that they're void of breath? Yeah. Or they're... Full of yeah. air. Most bodies initially float face down 
Mm-hmm. And that's the limbs. Why is that? The yeah. limbs drag it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but fat composition can mean that women may, like body fat composition, mm. may mean that women may float, float. up uh, yeah. on their back. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, but again, that's... Big butts. It, it's, well, it's big boobs. Oh, anything, yeah, so, of course, yeah. Um, because there is a there is a because th- I was looking this up because I was trying to remember this thing, but apparently, heavy butt, boobs. It is a myth that because there's a myth going around uh, that goes around that men float face down, women float face up, hmm. because of that. But like they said, yeah, it's entirely body composition. So yeah, a fat yeah. man will float face up. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but all bodies eventually end up face uh, end up face up due to gases. Building up in the abdomen and everything. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking they're going to float because they're rotting, aren't they? Yes, they are. So they're going to be full of mm. rotting gases. Yeah. The, other, right. the other thought I had, though, you do get different types of zombies. Mm. Does that affect That's true. It? Is it a full zombie or an empty? If he's eaten, oh, like yeah. if he's gotten into the into the mortuary mm. and he's eating his body weight in brains, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sink really fast. But, as you say, if he's not eaten and he's therefore decomposing and he's therefore full of gas, then he's going to So do they decompose even though they're eating? Or does the eating stop the decomposition? See, I assumed it would slow the decomposition. Mm. But you could be right. Because that's the thing is, I don't know what the craving is. Is it is it as a survival method or is it just their interest? Because it's all bullshit. (laughs) There's that element to it, yeah. We are making this up. But but it is funny how we make different... Assumptions. Mm. Yeah. So that was kind of my assumption: is that if you ate, it it prolonged the. But I don't know where I've got that. But from. how do they digest? Do any of their body organs fall out, or do they have to stay intact? Oh no, everything falls out because there's ones because yeah. like especially because uh, the Walking Dead's full of ones that are just the torso. Yeah. 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 Like that. And there's actually a really awful film called The Dead Next Door, um, that does have a brilliant scene in it. Where a zombie is beheaded, then someone goes to pick the head up, it bites the, the person's still. fingers mm-hmm. off, and then they sh- come through the neck hole. <laughs> that is li- but literally, that's the best thing about that film. Everything else about that, it is dreadful. That seems like you probably didn't get a lot of nutrition from those no. fingers then. See, this is the thing. See, is, yeah. I was going to say, if you're dead and are going to live on forever, regardless of whether you eat or not, mm. why, do you, not? why would you eat? Or what do you keep wrong? But does, does it not make them feel good in some way? You know, like vampires, or they do die eventually. If they or is it blood, just but... is it just a craving? Mm. Yeah, not yeah. be funny. It's like you could you could have a craving for things that aren't necessarily aren't good that, for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you get people where like it, who excessively hydrate and things like that. You know, yeah, they yeah. just get hydrophilia, so they're just drinking and drinking and drinking. Mm. That's um, true. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Without the, without it actually having any. Because eventually you, I think you eventually technically drown. Yeah. Because everything just, basically I think it floods. It, it floods everything and your brain ends up fucked and yeah. Because mm. that was what happened with a lot of people with ecstasy deaths, wasn't it? They drink yeah, too yeah. much water. Yeah, they, they would literally drink too yeah, much and yeah. eventually, yeah, just like rot the brain out. So, mm. so beware of water. Is it like... Or is that another urban legend that you're now believing? Uh, well, I, I, true, yeah. I did think that was possibly yeah, the real. Case. Yeah. Well, I know Claire had a go at me when I drank nine litres of water one day. Mm. Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you what, 
you could have drank my piss because it was filled with pure. It sounds if, tempting. If, if I got to the point where I'd drunk nine liters, like I, I'm fairly good. I'll probably drink three liters a day. But at that point, when I've had a day where I've I've got all the way through mm. three liters, I piss every fifteen minutes. Like if I drank nine liters, I would literally be needing to stand at the urinal with someone handing me bottles so I could just continuously <laughs> pour it through me. It would just so why did you go up to? I was just a... really thirsty. So and, and not only that, but also you've been eating bacon sandwiches for five days. I was trying. <laughs> I, I think it was actually because I didn't have I didn't have any I didn't have any food with me. This was at work. Didn't have any food with me. I didn't have any money to go and get food. Mm-hmm. So uh... I was just like, oh well, I could get a drink. Yeah. And I think I just drank. And it was it was when we had the really big heat wave. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like. Pouring it down myself, but in the end, uh, Claire described it as your patent teeth floating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, she was, no, but apparently that that is a thing of like you can mm. overhydrate. There's but people who then, crave salt and things like that. So you've then mm. got a half hour, forty minute drive from work to your house. If I'd drunk that much water, I would never have made forty minutes in the car. I would have had to have pulled over at the side of the M25. See, I think I think one of the benefits that you've probably not realised is not having a sister because it's it's the same reason why I have really powerful buttocks. <laughs> it's because Sarah could occupy that toilet for I don't know two hours. <laughs> so if you need a piss or indeed a shit, you were just holding you, it. You in. better learn to. Yeah, you better. Yeah. I mean, you could not get the credit card between the sheets of my ass when I'm. When I'm <laughs> When I'm fully clenched. <laughs> so I did read that doctors have very strong bladders because they have to hold it in because if they're in surgery, oh, can't yeah. go. Yeah. So they do. I think learn. I think that was the oh, same thing. I did. I used to do a lot of like long, like long shifts yeah. and things like that, and it was just not really an option. Whereas the other one that could have been an urban myth was that your bladder explodes if you hold it in too long, which it. Well, there's also the term prison bladder, isn't there? Where it's literally there's nothing to do except go for a piss, so people's bladders shrink Get really, mm. in prison because. They're pissing every five minutes because it relieves the monotony. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And also, let's face it, you're at work, so you think, fuck it. <laughs> well, I could do I'm some work. I'm not for a piss in 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm not being for a piss in 15 minutes. I wonder what's Drinks happening on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so to wrap this up, <laughs> before it gets any more vulgar. Um, <laughs> Too late. Um, right, so for the next episode... Um, I know we've talked about a few things the last few episodes that we've kind of kicked around the idea of has anybody got anything that they'd like to put forward? I think we when we discussed when we did bottom, we discussed Rick Mail being an American werewolf. Mm. Yes, we did. Yeah. And yeah. I mean obviously we've seen it, but it's been a while since I last watched it. Oh, I've not seen it in a very long time. Yeah. And I would definitely like to see it. Well, I think yeah. I think we should so next episode, which would be episode thirty-nine, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe cut that. <laughs> but yeah, so join us for American Werewolf. Then, yeah, we American, American Werewolf in London would be a fantastic movie. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. on. Um, so um, don't forget hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror. Um, find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Messages below or emails at info at welcome to horror.com. 
Um, don't forget to go and listen to the Oblong Babysitter and um, Not For Everyone podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, lovely. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much. Good night. Night. All right. And then the music from Gideon. <laughs> Ha ha ha!